The sounds of the official Green Bay Packer fight song can mean only one thing. Good morning. David Durant along with Marcus, the morning KLH. It's time to welcome our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host Wilde and Tausch on ESPN here in Milwaukee. Jason Wilde, good morning. How you doing, Jace? I'm great, everybody. How are you? Good. We're good. All right, question. If the Packers somehow lose to Carolina, oh, is, is Matt LaFleur's job in jeopardy? I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I, I, I think we know kind of what he's uh, dealt with all year. I think he, you know, with the wins that they had earlier this year, I think he showed uh, what they're capable of. He's dealing with a lot of stuff, though. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's a, there's clearly a frustration among the players with Joe Barry, and I don't think he made a uh, overly popular decision to, by keeping him that uh, the players necessarily were super excited about. So he's dealing with that. He's certainly dealing with uh, some injury issues. But if you look at what they've done on the offensive side of the ball, and I know they only scored 20 points the other day. You, would, you know, they got to be better than that. But I think you can see that, when guys are starting to understand what they're supposed to do, uh, they they have some ability on that side of the football. So no, uh, it would be a terrible loss. There's no, I mean, this this would be really bad, and I do not expect them to lose this game. I'm not sure I'm convinced they're going to win all three and then be in the playoffs. But uh, if they, he he's not going to be in jeopardy if they lose this game on Sunday. But there is going to be uh, a whole lot of criticism for a whole lot of people, including him, if they do. All right. So what about uh, Devondre Campbell talking on social media about not playing? But he wouldn't talk to you guys about it, would he? So what is that all about? I'm not talking about anything on the Internet. Then why would you put it out there? With you guys. Yeah. Nothing on the Internet. Why does he put it out there? then? Yeah. Because so my theory on this and and I want to be clear, this is only a theory. Um, but I speak with some measure of knowledge because I am guilty of this too. You can't let what people say on social media get to you. And I have allowed it to happen to me before. So I am, I, I am not, I'm in a glass house and that's why I'm not throwing this stone particularly hard, but you're an NFL player. And so if there are people that are taking video clips and posting them on Twitter of you, you know, losing your guy or being matched up with, uh, you know, a wide receiver, which, oh, by the way, is not really your fault, right? I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. not how that's supposed to work. And you allow that to get to you, which these are the reasons why I would have liked them to have been respectful enough of us to say, hey, I put this out here. You know, I know why you guys are here to talk about it, so let's clear the air. And he chose not to do that. I am not a, I am not a Devondre Campbell fan, so... If that makes me biased, so be it. But he is not, he's not, he's a really smart, interesting guy who chooses to be difficult with us. So mm. he's entitled to do that. He was on the verge of being fined for violating the NFL policy on making yourself available to reporters. Uh, and then he spoke last week or two weeks ago, so he avoided the fine. And he spoke yesterday for 45 seconds, but said he wasn't talking about anything that's on the internet. And that obviously meant what he had said. To me, it's not a question of is he healthy enough to play or not. Because obviously he played. Now, did he play at an optimal level? No. Does he believe the injury that he has with his neck was a factor in it? Clearly. But the idea that people, what's the old saying about lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep? Mm -hmm. 
Like, you're the lion here, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sheep, too. Like, I'm not, my opinion's not that important either. Uh, I think it's more important than, you know, just random guy who's watching the game. But th- I, I really do think that he allowed, like, some of the, I th- he's on social media a lot. He's looking at that. He doesn't post a ton. But I think he saw that and was really ticked that I'm getting criticized and I'm playing hurt. Uh, maybe there's part of him that thought I'm playing hurt and I got a teammate who's not. Um, I don't know. But the way he handled this, I would have been really ticked if I was the floor. And, and I don't know if you guys heard this, but I asked him a series of questions to the point where at one point he said, I feel like I'm being interrogated, Jason. Mm. And I said, well, Matt, he's, this is one of your – you don't have very many veterans on this team. And he's supposed to be one of – you've pegged him as one of your leaders. And for him to do this on social media, to me, that seems problematic. And I think that's a reasonable view of it. So is Matt LaFleur's decision to let him sit out the rest of practice this week based on his injury or more so of this disgruntledness? Yeah, I think it's, hey, all right, if, you, if, you, if your injury is so significant that you think it's you know, to the point where you shouldn't be playing through it, well, then we're going to give you the week off of practice, and we'll see how you feel on game day. But, no, I mean, look, again, the sports that I have coached are not the National Football League. I believe in practice. I think there's value in practice. I think there's so many things about not only the skills and learning what you're doing, but also the camaraderie and the example you set and all that kind of stuff. And this just, this is the kind of stuff that I just don't understand how you can put yourself out there because it's not a good look for him. And for Lafleur, I can see why people would say, oh, so all I got to do is complain on social media and I don't have to practice all week. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I don't think that this is a great resolution personally, but this is the direction they're going. I want to go back to the game this past week. Why did they defer at the start of the game? Last few times they've taken the ball. I'm wondering what the philosophy is and why they switched it up. I think they felt like they could come out and get a stop defensively. And then, so they still would prefer to get the ball to start the second half because what you can do when you defer is manipulate the clock. And if you get the ball back, you know, in the last five minutes of the first half, you can effectively make sure that if you convert first downs and stuff, you can effectively make sure that you're the one who has the ball last. And so that way you have the ball to end the half and then to start the second half. And that's a, you know, Rogers used to call it the double up. Mm-hmm. where you could score going into the locker room and then score coming out of the mm-hmm. locker room and suddenly the opponent is shell-shocked. So that's what they would prefer. I know, obviously, in Detroit, he took the ball uh, against Kansas City. They got the ball because they lost the toss and the Chiefs chose to defer, and they scored touchdowns on both those opening drives. I think they felt like, look, these guys aren't that good offensively. <laughs> Little did they know how good they would mm-hmm. make them look offensively right. and hey we can we take the ball we, we let them take the ball we stop them get a three and out get the ball with some decent field position then go in and score and we're off to a good start so last week we learned that aj Dillon broke his thumb and he wasn't able to play last week but it appears that he's going to play this weekend is this true maybe uh there's a chance of it uh there was no chance last week that was pure gamesmanship like they they didn't do anything in practice to really be able to test whether he could take uh, getting hit on that thumb with a bunch of padding over it. So, you know, LaFleur basically admitted he wasn't playing last week, um, and none of us were surprised. Like, I never thought he was playing uh, against the Bucks, But, yeah, they, 
look, they need him, Marcus. Like, you know, we saw Aaron Jones. He did play in the game, but he carried the ball eight times for 44 yards on the first drive. And then the rest of the game, he carried the ball five times for nine yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they kind of just used him up on that one drive, and they didn't play him that much. I think he finished with like 29 snaps, and uh, Patrick Taylor played 26. So they would love to have A.J. Dillon, who obviously is a more established player than any of the other guys they have at their disposal, to be out there. And so they're experimenting with different pads, and Ben Sermons, their running backs coach, basically kind of let the cat out of the bag that they're trending toward him playing. So, you know, we'll wait and see. I still am a skeptic. That seems like the kind of injury that you're just asking for trouble playing a guy who cannot protect the football or necessarily himself and that hand. Uh, with even, I don't care how much padding he has on it, but it sounds like they're at least going to give it a try this week. Jason, if uh, the NFL had a transfer portal, would Jair Alexander be in it? <laughs> Oh yeah, and he would have, you know, he would have done the social media posts. I love those social media posts. Always a badger. Well, no, <laughs> you're leaving. Yeah, so right. you can't always be a badger. Right. You're now going to be a Mustang or whatever it is you're going to be. So, yeah, look, I, I, again, he has a legitimate injury. Okay, he. I was told it's a grade two AC joint injury in his shoulder, which a is painful and b weakens your ability to, to lift up your arm. And so he's not he, he's lacking strength. However, there are multiple players over the years who have played through that injury. And, you know, we're just talking about Devondre Campbell. Well, you got two guys now that have basically been either said so or uh, their behavior would indicate that unless they're 100%, they ain't playing. And, you know, I... I Guys that played in previous eras, including Tausch, I think it's hard for them to understand. But the money's different now. The player empowerment is different now. I mean, guys played through a lot more stuff. And and I'm not talking about, you know, Don Hudson era. I'm talking about when Tausch was playing from 2000 through 2010. Like, mm-hmm. guys played through more. And they just, this is a trend in the league. Uh, the Buccaneers are dealing with a similar thing. Uh, with Devin White, who's not happy. He was a healthy scratch uh, in the game on Sunday, and he's one of the best inside linebackers in football. So this is not a Packers-only problem, but it is definitely a sea change for players. All right, well, uh, we've already gotten your prediction right. that they're going to beat Carolina, and uh, we're yeah, going to so. be doing best-ofs next week, so we'll have to reconvene in 2024, uh, hopefully on the way to the playoffs. I- that's the hope. It's a tall ask. It's a Christmas miracle if yeah, it happens. It would be kind of cool. It really would be. Well, the, the, that Minnesota game is going to be really interesting up there. And uh, Paula and the girls and I are going up there. They are not going to the game. They're going to the Mall of America. But uh, I am eager to see, you know, I think they'll get through this weekend. I hope they do. And I hope they do it in, in convincing fashion because I'll be at the Nutcracker during most of the game. Got it. Uh, and then uh, I'm really eager to see what they do in Minnesota. So we'll be able to talk about what happens up there when we, as you so eloquently put it, Dave, reconvene. Well, you have a very Merry Christmas. Go to the Prince Experience while you're up there. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should go up and see the Prince place, man. Paisley Park. It's really Ooh. cool. Yeah. All right. I yeah. will. Highly recommend it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in 2024. Thank you. 
All right. I appreciate you guys a ton. Happy holidays to everybody. Thank you. Take, Take care. care. Be good. Thank See you. you. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider. He's the best. Co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN. And brought to you today by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call them at 866-992-1717 or Holland's Home Services.com. Jason Wildey, part of the Morning KLH.